Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN, streaming September 4th, Disney's new movie Mulan, available to Disney Plus subscribers who unlock premiere access. Uh, LZ, as you and I have reunited here mm-hmm. in the it afternoon. so good. It does feel so good. Uh, there has been a, uh, a farewell uh, recently, and it's not just Keyshawn, even though we will have him at, uh, at 530, he will join us, but a farewell from the uh, world of fast food. Taco Bell has announced today it is eliminating five more menu items, including the beloved Mexican pizza. Did you call it beloved? That's what it says here in the uh, story. Okay. All right. Because I don't know very many people who beloved it in it. I wasn't a huge fan. Uh, I'm not a huge Taco Bell person anyway, especially when you live in a town like Come on. Uh, L.A., where I can go, uh, you know, 10 minutes from my house. Uh, in Harbor City and go to t- Tacos El Goloso or something like that. or Dude, we can go to Mexico. I mean, you can do that. Yes, there is that. Um, I, when I lived in Pasadena, mm-hmm. there was a, um, a great spot. Uh, it was a truck called Los California Tacos, uh, and it was on Fair Oaks, um, and it was fantastic. And I used to go there all the time when I lived in Pasadena. And there was another place in Pasadena that I thought was great. I used to go to called La Estrella Tacos. Uh, so, like, there's a million places here. And I feel like Laura is – Laura's the, Laura and I are on the same boat here. Like, we are very much offended by anyone who goes to Taco Bell if you live here in Southern California. Well, I'm offended, too. I yes. mean, I may not be a Latino officially. Right. Yes. I'm a Latino. You're heart. We're honorary. Honorary. Yeah. Honorary. 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 I'm actually yeah. looking at the plaque you guys gave me right now. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Lovely. Yes. Um, I, I haven't been to Taco Bell in years. Yeah. Like, I've ever since I moved to L.A., seeing a Taco Bell just makes me want to, like, crash into it and say, stop. What are you, what are you doing? My spot in Silver Lake was Diablo's. Mm-hmm. And Diablo's had, like, this pork belly little taco thing that I used to just, oh, just saying it right now, I have to swallow because my mouth is watering. So I do not care if Taco Bell adjusts its entire menu. I'm not eating that when I can eat something authentic. Yeah, I agree. That's just kind of the way it is. Laura, tell people, because I think, remember, if we have, I bet you if I open up the phones right now, we will have uh, Latino people who will blaspheme and say that Taco Bell is good. Oh yeah, I I we I think Manuel from Gardena is like a Taco Bell person. I I don't know why I remember that, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I because it was so horrifying. Yeah, I'm sure. I was like, what? I mean, yeah. Greg liking the Del Taco and Taco Bell. Okay, get it. Whatever. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! I don't like Taco Bell. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't don't put me in that Taco Bell world. Del Taco is a whole Same other story. <laughs> Uh, But now, Laura, you are actually not even a fan of, like, King Taco, right? I hate King Taco, man. And I told you, I told the owners that because I know them. I was like, bye. I hate, no. They're dope people, but I don't like King Taco. Right, because it's like like a local fast food taco chain. Yeah, but it's not good. I mean, it's not Taco (laughs) Bell, which is a little different. I Um, will say this, though. As much as I'm not a fan of the food, I still love the commercials. They get that commercials part right. are excellent. Yeah, they the get commercials. that right. Yeah, they they do get the marketing, the marketing part right. Yeah, the Chihuahua was the Chihuahua great. one was good. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Do you partake in some Taco Bell while living here? Because I feel like you'd be you you should be you should get your card revoked, right? Your Southern California cards, especially your Latino card, uh, revoked if you are hitting up Taco Bell. 877-710-ESPN. LZ, mm-hmm. uh, before I went to break, and uh, welcome back, obviously. Oh, um, I was teasing a former Laker uh, ripped the organization, but specifically one of the Laker greats in Magic Johnson. D'Angelo Russell was on the J.J. Reddick podcast. and Where was asked. name from? Uh, former Laker, a number two overall pick, D'Angelo Russell. Oh, okay. All right, go on. Uh, He was asked if he ever took any of his trades personally. And he says, quote, hell yeah, bleep, only L.A. because Magic Johnson kicked me in my ass on the way out. And I didn't understand that. I was kind of young and naive to why and what was the point of him doing it that way. Um, Do you believe Magic did D'Angelo wrong? in the way he uh, discussed it. Because remember, it was a lot of, we needed leadership mm-hmm. at the point guard position. Lonzo will provide that. It was a lot of shade. There was. No, it wasn't shade. It was a spotlight. Okay. <laughs> he wasn't being subtle about it. And he didn't do him wrong. He did him a favor. He did him a favor. 
Because listen, D'Angelo Russell is a talented offensive basketball player. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the fact that he's a lefty. You know, I like diversity. That's diverse to me. Um, I like his confidence now. But he didn't work hard. And he wasn't a leader. And I'm sorry, that ish you pulled with, you know, Iggy Azalea, that doesn't sound like somebody you want in your locker room. Right. And he needed to own up to that in a real way. And I don't think he ever did. So as much as it might have hurt to be jettisoned out of L.A., there is a reason why you're already on your third team, bruh. And it's not because of free agency. <laughs> it's because... Yeah. Fourth team, by the way. Is it fourth team? Let me yeah. see. Lakers, uh, LA, Nets, Brooklyn, Golden State, Yeah, Minnesota. Golden State, and now Minnesota. Wow. Yeah. Come on, dog. Are you talking about Magic? Man, you... you if Magic... If you ever say Magic Johnson's name again, you better say thank you. That's what you should be saying. Yeah, because he actually played really well in Brooklyn. I yeah, he's an all-star. Yeah. I mean, he was selected to the all-star team. He was added later, I believe, yes. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Which is fine. Which is, it's, 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 fine. it's still and on the was, resume. And listen, I, certainly there's an argument that could have been made that at the end of the day, when we think about who he was traded to make room for, he's the better player. But, and he's probably now has developed into the better leader. So there is an argument to be made that Magic Johnson traded away the better player to draft a lesser player, but it was because of all the things that he was doing as a Laker that Magic kind of didn't have a choice. Because I don't believe D'Angelo would have been an all-star had he stayed a Laker. I don't believe he would have. I believe he would have worn out his welcome anyway. So being moved early has put a chip on his shoulder, and if he uses that to become a better player and become the leader that Magic wanted, then he should be thanking him for it. He did him a favor. 877-710-ESPN. Do you believe D'Angelo would have become an all-star here in L.A.? Do you think it would have worked out uh, here either way? 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. We got a lot of people that want to weigh in on the Dodgers discussion. Real quick, Elsie, you missed that. Are you, are you in on the extra innings rule now? Has it grown on you? It's grown on me. No, no. Oh, we no. love it now. I'm in. No, no, no. You know, maybe if I was still like on the morning show with Key and Travis and I had to get up really early, maybe I would love it. But now I'm like, Why? hey. What does that have to do with it? Because the games go on and on and on and on. I got to get up at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. And it's kind that of actually irritant. ends earlier more times than not because of the rule. Well, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I was like, maybe if, you know, if oh, I was in the morning show, then yeah, I would Now maybe... you want to see more baseballs. No, yeah. Now I'm just like, going, well, what are you doing? You yeah. know, it's like, I got all night. That's very selfish <laughs> of you, actually. Yes, it's funny. Uh, Cole is in Ventura, wants to talk about the Dodgers. Go ahead, Cole. Hey, guys, how's it going? Hey, buddy. Hey, there, bro. Hey, uh, let me just say straight up, I am living in Ventura, but I'm from San Diego, so uh, you got a Padres fan here talking to you about the Dodgers. And let me just say, first and foremost, Tatis is your National League MVP this year. I don't think there's any doubt about that, and he's going to be the best player in baseball. Dodgers are the best team right now, but in the head-to-head, best of five series, give me my boys, and uh, I'll do it in four. Thank you. Whoa, look at that smack. Look at that smack. I like the way that he dipped out as soon as he said some BS. Thank you. Look at that smack. <laughs> Bergman. Bergman, what about that smack? I mean, he has a right to his opinion. He's from I mean, San Fernando Diego. Tatis course, Jr., Fernando Tatis Jr. is probably, um, I mean, in the top two for NL MVP right now. Yes? Correct. And LZ, yes. And LZ, you didn't hear this part of the conversation. I was saying that Fernando Tatis Jr. is one of the best players in baseball this year, but I'm not putting him top three in the game right now. It's oh, too early. It's way too early. I mean, if he's, if he's a top two NL MVP candidate, you think it's way too early to make him a top three baseball player this year? Yes. This year, overall. I mean, for the love of God. I mean, okay, whatever. <laughs> if you want to argue that, Greg, I mean, the, if you just said uh, he's LZ's a top me. Hold on. You just said, Greg, he's a top two NL. You agreed. Top two NL MVP candidate. Right now, through 38 games. Through 38, 38 games. 38 games. So how is he not That's a top not three player? 
This is a you're talking about a, te- a sixty game season. Okay. No, it's not the same. Okay. All right. Yeah, you sound like Stephen A. saying that Damian Lillard is the best player in the bubble. No, just that's because he had way a hot streak. <laughs> that is way different. Way way different. I How mean, the guy are, leads the the guy leads the league in a ton of categories right now. Who cares? He's twenty one. He ain't done nothing yet. Oh my god. What has he done? He's 21 and he's ripping the game apart. That's what he's done. He's 21. He's having a hot start to his career. That's what he's done. Okay. All right. I, I good lord. You guys can't give anyone else other than a Dodger credit around here. That's not. You true. remember the name? You remember the name Benny Bye Bye Agbayani? No, get out of here, Bergman. That is not even the same cat. You sound ridiculous. Stop that. Jamie, I mean, look, guys start off hot. Jamie in Montebello wants to talk tacos. Go ahead, Jamie. Let's change the subject because Bergman Bergman definitely – I mean, LZ at least can be – we can have a rational conversation with him. Bergman is just Dodger boy. Like, he can't even be rational about this. Go ahead, Jamie. I wasn't wrong. Man, I was going to talk about the, the tacos, the King Taco and Taco Bell. You're all wrong about that. Oh, Laura. Go ahead. Laura's the one that says it's not good. Taco Bell sucks, man. Are you Mexican? Uh, yeah, I'm Mexican. Oh, I can't. All right, here, so let me, here, let me ask you a quick question. Let me ask you a quick question. Have you ever had Taco Bell sober? Yeah, it's gross. Oh, okay, all right, just, there we go. All right. But what about King Taco? What's the deal? Man, King Taco's bomb. I don't know what you guys are talking about. It's all right. Same question. It's all right. Same question. No, no okay. Taco Bell's gross. Del Taco, on the other hand, better. No, no, Del no, Taco, Taco is better. Del Taco is better than Taco Bell. King Taco Sober. And Taco uh, King uh, King Taco Sober is bomb too. It's oh, man. To go when you're no, drunk and before the before <laughs> you go to the club. Taco Bell is expensive and it tastes like garbage. Del Taco a lot better and they have underrated burgers too. Trust me on that one. I'm not getting a burger at a taco joint, dog. Just like I'm not getting a pizza at a, at a Taco Bell. All right, let's move on to uh, Ben in Hawthorne. Ben wants to talk tacos. Go ahead, Ben. Hi guys, how you guys doing? Pretty good, hey, depending upon what you say. All right, you guys, you know what? This whole Taco Bell thing, I think Taco Bell has its own genre. I know you guys like the authentic Mexican tacos. I'm Mexican. I love Taco Bell. Don't get me wrong, sober, drunk, whatever you want to say. I love Taco Bell since I was a kid. My mom's Mexican. She loves Taco Bell. I think it's an ego thing. I think people don't want to have this whole ego thing where... You know, if you're authentic Mexican, you not you feel like you're not allowed to like Taco Bell. I honestly whoa, I whoa, whoa. Laura, are you not allowing him to like Taco Bell? First of all, I have no control over anybody but myself. Oh, oh. So don't don't go over here putting words in my mouth, Ben. Second of all, Ben, are you like Mexican or are you like Mexican? <laughs> oh, de Guadalajara. You didn't even say that right, bro. Guadalajara. <laughs> Let's get it right. Thank you. I still think I think Taco Bell. Honestly, I love it. You can't change my mind. Well, how, love, how are the street tacos? Love, tacos how, how are the street tacos at Taco Bell? I love tacos. The lengua, chorizo, the carne asada, and I love that too. You know, it's just you. It's got a time and place for it. You know. Okay. Okay, Ben. Right. Thank you for the call, buddy. Let me go. Let me. I gotta run. I got one more. Let me squeeze in one more real quick because we gotta go to Keyshawn here in a second. Uh, Eric in L.A. Eric. Hey, what's going on, fella? What's up? What's up, man? Man, um, yeah, I'm kind of piggybacking off the other dude, man. It's not, you know, you can't compare taco, street tacos to ta- Taco Bell. And I think why Mexicans um, love Taco Bell so much is because you got to understand, late 80s, early 90s, you couldn't walk to the corner for tacos, man. Now we got them everywhere. Back then you had to drive East LA or something, you know, Boyle Heights to get tacos. I remember having to drive out there for like an authentic taco. So we had to settle for Taco Bell, man, so you can't blame us. It's nostalgic. Cinnamon twist, like all that. And plus, like you guys say, the marketing was awesome. I remember Shaq even had some little thing going on with them. So, and King Tacos is awesome, too. Sorry, Laura, Sorry, Laura you can't blast King Taco. <laughs> yeah, Laura. It's, I mean, I get it, I guess. It's not authentic, like you guys said, but King Tacos, King Tacos, a staple. It's in historic South Central for a reason, you know? All right, buddy. Thank you for the call. Stay safe, stay healthy. All right, we're going to get to Keyshawn here in a second. Uh, we'll ask Keyshawn about his taco, his favorite taco spots uh, in L.A. in a second. And obviously, we'll talk some football. We'll talk some Lakers with him. Uh, and this Pac-12 news. The Pac-12 could be back playing sports here very soon. We'll get to all that with Key in a second. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, so Key, Key's going to join us here now. Key, what is the what are the legit taco spots in L.A.? Give me the Keyshawn legit taco spots in L.A. Like, like street taco? Like whatever like, you want. When you hear tacos, what do you think? Where are you running to? Oh, I'm going to go to, huh. I'm going to go to Soleil Luna in uh, Woodland Hills, Tarzana area. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go to Tito Tacos in L.A. on uh, Venice and, no, on Sepulveda and Washington. Yep. Uh, and then I got, then I got some small, like independent places that I would go to. Well, give me the names. Hook them up. I don't know the name of them. They just spots. <laughs> I don't know the name. They of just them. know. They just know when you arrive. They're like, "Oh, Mr. Keyshawn, how are you, sir?" <laughs> Why? Why are you guys ask that? Because uh, we were talking about it. Because uh, we were, it was in the news that Taco Bell uh, decided to take the Mexican pizza off their menu. So that's what got us on tacos. They, yeah, that 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 ain't that's not that's not real Mexican food, man. Well, according to some of the Mexicans who have called I our know. show, they called it, it is. Yeah. Really? They defended it. Now, we don't have any verification that they're Mexican or not. They're just telling us. They're just saying I, they're. I don't think I've ever eaten a Taco Bell Mexican pizza. The tacos, the supreme tacos, the burritos with sour cream and onion and a little tomato in it. Yeah, yeah I've done all that. But the taco pizza? No, little, man. No, I haven't and done that either. But I've done a little, a, all that a little gordita, food. a little chalupa. <laughs> oh man! Hey, Key, how many games yeah. the Lakers are gonna uh, gonna win this series in? I think they. I think they win it in five. Is Pippen gonna lead the way? Legitimately in five. Excuse is, me. Is Pippen gonna lead the way? Man, stop! <laughs> Leave that guy alone, man. I think. Look at, at the end of the day. Yeah, I think they go. I think they go away from that philosophy in the regular season where we tried to play small ball with big dudes and we got run up and down the court instead of allowing Anthony Davis and LeBron James and Dwight Howard and Gerald McGee dominate. I understand changing two for three is not great math, but at the end of the day, if you're knocking down them twos and you're getting fouled because they can't do anything else with you, you at the line and you hitting your free throws, you're going to get three points out of that. And so I, I look for Frank Vogel and that crew to play big ball and let Anthony Davis get on the blocks against, you know, six five, six seven type guys that got to try to defend them, wing players. Assuming that, you know, the Lakers do easily dis- dismiss this team that did not look very good, you know, for much of the series they just had with OKC, and, and moves need to be made. Are you trading Harden or are you trading Westbrook? Who are you going to keep if you had to had to only keep one? Now I'm asking, who's the coach though? Right? Who who's the coach? If it's Ty Lue and his philosophy is such that both of those guys can coexist and work together, then you try to keep them. Um, if you are trying to move them, I probably would just move Westbrook and try and get Harden and go back to playing the way he played in OKC when he wasn't the main focal point. In this Mike D'Antoni system, he's allowed to shoot the basketball as many times as he's been doing because he's a prolific scorer. There's no question about it. But clearly, when he was with Kevin Durant and Westbrook and, and Park Perk and those guys, they played a different style, and he was effective at doing that. I don't think you can win a, a national a NBA title with him being the guy that's dropping 40 points on you a night. Um, Key, do you believe, though, that that this this series will will 
force the Lakers to maybe play Anthony Davis more at center because I think that they're the, they're at their best when he decides to do that. And I feel like he seems reluctant at times. I mean, I don't think it seems. I mean, he's talked about it. But um, I feel like that this is a series where we're going to have to see a lot less Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee. What do you think? Well, I, see, I, I think that's true to a degree. But, again, we don't want to play speedball, Houston Rockets, pace up and down, speed up the pace. We want to slow the tempo down. And in order to slow the tempo down, you want to put those bigs on the floor. Now, you say, well, they're going to just bring them out and they're going to pull the threes. Okay, well, bring them out. Because what we can't do, like I said before, George, is go and play a basketball game the way we did several months ago in the regular season when they handed us our lunch. You allow Anthony Davis to be Anthony Davis. And I don't think he would be reluctant in a role that he knows that I helped the team win by going on the block. Tonight, you can call it the five, you can call it the four, but put his butt on the block. How you know, and, and let him go to work on a six seven, six five type. James Harden and, and, and PJ Tucker are going to be the ones that are gonna have to guard him. And what's what what is A D six eleven, seven feet? Mm-hmm. I mean Wingspan puts him at eight feet tall, maybe ten feet tall. You know, it's like these dudes are small compared to him. Key, I, I want to switch topics briefly only because this is a very serious subject that I, your expertise can really shed some light. There was a professor at George Washington University who was teaching African-American history. And apparently for years, she has been pretending to be black, but she's actually just a white woman from <laughs> Kansas City. Are we at the point now where that's okay? <laughs> Should, should she keep her job key or should she be dismissed because she lied about being black? Okay, so let me ask you this. I don't know all the details. Let me ask you this. Did she lie about being black because she wanted to teach the subject? Or did she, or did she not really know her race and she learned through one of those Kids? I mean, like, I, I need a little more context. It looks as if she Test lied kids. in order to get financial support from cultural institutions in order to help her write her book and do her studies as she was building her career. Okay. Now, I'm looking she at her picture, Key. I'm looking at her picture. She probably, she, she, she probably should be removed of her duties at George Washington University because she played the system in which she probably shouldn't have. If you would have told me that she did it because she really wanted to teach African-American studies and, and it was, you know, she just felt she could identify more, then yeah. But if she was doing it for financial gain, then she should probably be fired. You don't okay. think so? No, I just think it's hilarious that she's from Kansas City. <laughs> but didn't that, didn't that happen with the, the lady in the NAACP chapter? Yes, uh, Rachel yes. Dolezal. Yeah. Rachel Dolezal, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Rachel yeah. Dolezal also, you know, yeah. took the but sun does she, But this young lady from, from, from GW University, does she look... Oh, okay, so I'm assuming she's a fair-skinned-looking woman opposed to a dark-skinned like me. Right. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Yeah, she's more Clay she Thompson the, than she, she is uh, Draymond, Draymond Green. Right? I'm sorry. She's closer what? To, to Michael Thompson and Clay Thompson than she is me. Yeah, yes, this is correct. This is correct. Huh. Well, yeah, she probably should lose her job if she did it for economic gain. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Key. Speaking of universities, the Pac-12, the news came out earlier today, uh, could return sooner with a partnership allowing the implementation of uh, rapid COVID-19 testing that could be done in 15 minutes. And there's talk about potentially 
now playing football even uh, as early as November and you know hooking up with the Big Ten, maybe aligning their schedules. Uh, how surprised are you about this new development? I'm not totally surprised about it because there's going to always be ongoing research and anything can happen at any given moment. So I'm not surprised by it, even though they shut it down. Just because you shut something down doesn't mean it is gone forever. I mean, we see people close things and they're going to reopen things and close things. They're going to reopen things. They're going to revisit it. I think what's getting everybody all in a tizzy is that Pac-12 and the Big Ten didn't wait. They just went ahead and did it opposed to waiting it out, which I'm fine with. Um, But I'm not fine with keep trying to push the issue of playing. I just – I don't know. Just, okay, just why don't you just leave it alone till next year, man? Stop trying to play. You got all these kids. You you jerking these kids around by we're gonna play. We're not gonna play. We're gonna play. We're not gonna play. I don't know what we're doing. Oh, we got this. Like stop it already. Enough. You know you're confusing these kids. There's kids that are opting out to get ready for the NFL. Now all of a sudden y'all gonna play. Is this? It's too much. If they were to to say, let's go ahead and let's do this, as a parent of a young man who played high school ball, would you let Keyshawn Jr. play this year? I probably would, depending on what the guys in the white long jackets with the pins in the pockets tell me, which are the doctors, the MDs, the scientists. What are they telling me? What are the long-term effects? What I need to get information. I need to I need to know. I don't need to listen to football coaches and athletic directors. I need to talk to the, the scientists and learn the long term effects of COVID nineteen. You know, what are the chances? I I need more information. Now, if one of the professors was discovered to pretending to be black but was actually white, <laughs> would that change your mind at all? Wait, say it one more time. <laughs> If one of the professors is discovered to actually have been white but was pretending to be black all this time, would that change your mind? Crazy. No. <laughs> stupid. No, I wouldn't change so my mind for that. So I, I need to know. You know I, I need to talk to the people like Dr. Fauci. I need to talk to those type of people, you know, and, 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 and learn. The, 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 learn. Learn about it. I, I get Understand it. Understand more. He's no, messing with you, fool. He's messing huh? with you. You didn't hear it? It's the same question he asked you about the lady at Georgetown or GW or whatever. I, I Man, look, I, I don't know if, the, <laughs> if she's black, white. I don't know if a professor <laughs> will be black or white. I just know that I need to talk to the doctor. Okay. what they're doing. <laughs> Done deal. <laughs> Done right. deal. Keyshawn Judson. Like talking to no George Sedanos and L.C. Granderson telling me it's okay to play sports. Spreading germs, <laughs> germ spreaders. In, in, in fact, stick to sports. Why don't y'all just Well, do that? let me tell you something. All you do is talk to germ spreaders now every morning. I listen to that damn show. Where are, all the, where, where are you complaining about those germ spreaders you talk to every morning as guests? Yeah, it's a little different. You know, they are germ spreaders, but there's no question about it. But if, as, if you notice, I never include myself in the media. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. All right, Key. We'll talk to you next week, man. All right. Bye, right, sir. All right, be good. <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin every morning, 5 to 9 here on the station. Uh, <laughs> well, he's going to join us every week at 530 on Thursdays. So uh, maybe we'll switch it around because there may be some Laker games and stuff like that. We'll have to figure some stuff out. All right, LZ, you and I can talk about the Pac-12 a little bit. we got a short segment coming up. Plus, I've got a movie debate for you. Uh, I will ask the audience real quick. If you want to line up right now, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Are you with Keyshawn um, that the Pac-12 should just shut it down and not jerk the kids around anymore about playing and not playing and this, that, and the other? I want to talk to the audience about that, 877-710-ESPN. So we'll do that. We'll take your calls. 
We got what you need to know, all of it coming up in three minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, time for what you need to know. We begin with an NBA game update, LZ Granderson. Yes, and sir. we have the Boston Celtics and Toronto Raptors tied at 85 with just under nine minutes to go. The gutty little Raptors trying to defend their title, trying not to go down 3-0, LZ. What do you make of what you've seen thus far? Well, I'm waiting to see what the refs are going to do, my friend, because the past couple of nights have been defined by referee blunders as much as great play. Um, Hopefully they don't get involved in this and we get to see something go down to the wire. Uh, I still think the Boston Celtics are going to pull this out. They're just shooting the ball better. And eventually, you know, the, the, the scrappiness that got Toronto back into it is going to run out. They're going to have to just make some good shots. And that's not happening for them tonight. Uh, yeah, it, it isn't. Um, they've done a better job in the second half of hitting shots. They were putrid uh, in the first half. Good and uh, Yeah, they were putrid. They shot 21% in the first half. They're up to 30% now, so that means they're shooting a little <laughs> better in the second. Well, to go from 21 to 30 over a span of just a quarter, like you're hitting at least a couple more shots. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, they're hitting about a th- you know a third of their shots. If they can get to 35, I think they can win, but it's just they haven't even gotten there in any of these games thus far. That's kind of the key place, right, if, if you want to win an NBA game. So we've got that. Um, what is happening at the U.S. Open today that we should keep an eye on? Oh, well, what is happening or what has already had happened? Or what has happened? What yes. has happened was Francis yeah. Tifo, young man out of Maryland, African-American brother, uh, came back from uh, two down, from down, down two, two sets to one, came all the way back, one in the fifth set. And the reason why you want to pay attention to him is because for so long, American men have not been able to win a major championship and it's been my belief is because we're not sending our best athletes. Our best athletes end up in different sports. When you look at Francis TFO, you look at somebody that could have been a football player, a basketball player, but he chose tennis and the athleticism is really showing. He had a great run last year in the Australian Open and hopefully this year he can at least get to the semifinals of the U.S. Open to give us some hope going forward. There you go. All right, cool. So that's what's going on there. Uh, in the NBA, John Morant, the Rookie of the Year. Zion finished third behind Ken, uh, Kendrick Nunn. Uh, what is your level of surprise there that young Zion finished third in the vote? I'm shocked that the voters actually used their heads and not their hearts. If they were using their hearts, they would at least made Zion second because he's the great story. He's the one everyone's talking about, blah, 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 blah. Right. But your head told you that the dude played like 20 games. Yeah. And you can't be rookie of the year if you didn't make it at least to half of the year. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, and look, that was the same debate they had during the Joel Embiid year. Remember Malcolm Brogdon won yep. the rookie of the year that year. Now, look, Malcolm Brogdon is a nice player. I think John Morant is legitimately a franchise player. Uh, who do you think – let's say they're both healthy. Who do you think has the the bigger impact, John Morant or Zion? Oh, boy. Because the health thing is the big issue. Because when I see Zion, I hear, I see injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say Zion's going to have the better career if they're both healthy. But I don't believe, unfortunately, Zion's going to be able to stay healthy. Okay. Fair enough. Look, I, I think that that's a, it's a big question, right? I don't think there's any doubt about that. He looked great before they went into the bubble. Mm-hmm. Then he had to leave the bubble for a family issue, and then he looked uh, a little lethargic, I thought, at fat. times. You mean fat. Um, I was trying to be much kinder than you, clearly. <laughs> okay. right, right. Um, but he was a little lethargic. <laughs> okay. And, uh, but he towards the end of the stoppage, right, in March – you could see what everyone else saw, oh, God, right? Yeah. It was like, whoa, you know? Oh, God, yeah. But here, here's the biggest concern for me. It's his gait. He has a weird gait. And I think it's because he's knock-kneed or he's pigeon-toed. 
And that's going to be wear and tear on your joints, particularly your knees with that kind of yeah. weight and the amount of time right. that he explodes off the ground. That's the reason why I'm concerned about his health. Well, that's – I mean, remember, I did the story uh, – I did his Christmas game, and I did the story because I spoke to him about them, in theory, teaching him to walk differently and run differently and all that stuff. It's gotten a little better. It was, it's not as pronounced as it once was. Uh, but you're right. There, that is a- absolutely a thing, and he said to me then during Christmas – that it is a thing that they get on him about. So you are 100% right about that. Uh, lastly here, the Nintendo Switch. Uh, I bought one for my daughter uh, last year. Sure you uh, did. To release classic Mario games. Uh, now, it's only going to be a limited time. You can only buy them from the Nintendo eShop or at retailers until March of 2021. What is your favorite Mario game? Oh, man, I'm not in my bag on this question. Really? You didn't play Mario Brothers in, back in the day? Really? What about Donkey Kong? Donkey Kong is a Mario game. It is? Yeah. Oh, I guess that was a Mario then. Yeah? Donkey Kong it is. Don't No, Donkey Kong Jr. Oh, Donkey Kong Jr. Donkey Kong Jr. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. now you know they have Diddy Kong, too. Like Sean Puffy? Diddy? No, not Diddy. <laughs> no, Diddy Kong. I think Diddy Kong is also one of the children, I believe, if I uh-huh. recall correctly. Um, I actually have gotten back into Mario games because we get we get those kind of games from my six-year-old, and mm-hmm. we let her play them on the weekends, and um, which when we have like daddy-daughter uh, video game time uh, every Saturday. And yeah, it, some of those games, legitimately hard, man. Uh, you know, harder than they were when I was a kid, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, it's like, I don't know at which point, I can't identify which year I stopped playing video games, but this isn't like riding a bike. <laughs> no, no, like, you got to play. You yeah. got to play, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I don't think there's any question. I, I still play PlayStation occasionally. I'll play like the sports games. I don't play any of the other games. Um, like I play NBA 2K. I play Madden occasionally. I play um, different games. FIFA. You know what I mean? I play those kind of games. But I don't get to play my own video games very much anymore. I usually will play with my daughter, like I said, every Saturday. We set aside like an hour or two and just play, and then that's pretty much it. But it is fun. It is fun, uh, for sure. All right, that's what you need to know. Uh, So, LZ, Mm -hmm. streaming September 4th. Let's not forget Disney's new movie, Mulan. Experience the legend of Mulan as she fights to defend her family and the kingdom available to Disney Plus subscribers who unlock their premiere access. Uh, By the way, Clint Yates will join us at 6.15. And Mark Spears will join us at 6.40. Spears! Yep, so uh, the big news, Mark Spears had the news of Steve Nash going to Brooklyn. We'll talk to him about that. We'll ask him his thoughts on the Lakers and the Rockets as well. We'll get into the Lakers-Rockets with Clinton and his thoughts on uh, the Major League Baseball trade deadline that happened earlier this week. Clinton, obviously a huge baseball fan like us, so we'll get uh, a lot of that stuff in with Clinton. But the Pac-12 stuff, LZ. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Keyshawn said, and we, I'll open up the phones at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. He said, maybe they should stop jerking the kids around about playing or not playing. Maybe they should just forget about it mm-hmm. and just move forward. Now, look, in theory, I agree with him. But I think we both know in practicality because of the finances, right, that it's going to be hard to probably make that happen, right? I just think that... As a society, we've already crossed that moral threshold. Is that fair to say? Well, I mean, it's hard for me to blame, like, conference directors, university oh, presidents. LZ, can, can I pause for one second? Yeah. I need to do this read here. My apologies. I don't mean to cut you off, but no, we need right. to get it in. Uh, go ahead, LZ. I'm sorry. No, I forgot what I was saying. Not as a joke. Oh, go ahead. Back 12. <laughs> yes. Um, it's, I, it's hard for me to put all the blame on conference directors, university presidents, ADs, and coaches when you have parents and students themselves also saying we want to play. So I think actually by seeing that, that gave some of those aforementioned names or positions a bit of cover, if you will, because they can, from a moral standpoint, go, hey, they want to play. Like th- We're not making them play for our revenue. They want to play. And we're trying to honor their wishes. Now, we both know that it's not as if they're going to resist a parent wanting to play or resist students wanting to play and, and, and stand up and say, no, 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 it's too much of a risk. Obviously, they're not going to do that. But I think when you start seeing petitions go around and rallies happening, it at least makes it feasible to say, hey, we try to do the right thing, but the students and parents, they want to take the risk. 
Yeah, so what do you do in that spot, right? Like, you're, it just puts everyone in a compromising position. That's why I wanted to talk to the audience because we all not, – not all of us, but a lot of people listening, right, have kids, and if you're in that spot, what do you do? You know what I mean? Like, how do you handle it? Like, I've said, if it were my kids, I'd be mm-hmm. like, no, nah, we're good. This year, just, you know, it is what it is. Now, it, because this is the way I look at it. If your kid is good enough to play in the pros, it's probably going to happen anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like – I, I mean, if they're a legitimate, like, star-level type player in college, that, that means that chances are, whether it's uh, basketball or football, they're going to get that opportunity in some way, shape, or form. And I think that scouting is so uh, more advanced than it's ever been in these professional sports that I think that, look, it's not to say that don't, guys don't fall through the cracks or, or ladies don't fall through the cracks, but for the most part, these People end up in the right places. Um, and, and look, if it's just like they're just a good athlete, but they don't have aspirations to become pros, then you know what? We, we did a whole campaign, right? Us here on this station, you know, uh, Boss Betty Pantsuits came up with it. It was a great job where we talked, we did the senior shout outs, right? Where these poor kids had to deal with the high school situations, right, and every, and even college. We talked to some college kids. So it's, it's just unfor- it's an unfortunate symptom of the times, right, because of what we're dealing with. And I think that life isn't always fair, and, and part of being a parent means you got to have tough conversations with your kids. Yeah, it, 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 absolutely. And, oh, by the way, life isn't fair. Sometimes you have to have a tough conversation with those parents too. Correct. <laughs> I mean, as I said, as parents who are also out there, you know, saying, hey, let us play as if they're out there in the field. Right. And I get it. You know, my son was a, you know, captain of his track team in high school, had, you know, Division One scholarship offers to run track. I was very much looking forward to seeing him doing that. He chose not to. And I had to grow up and respect his wishes. And so I understand, you know, the idea that, you know, maybe people feel as if it's always about the students, but sometimes it's the parents who are living vicariously through their kids or who just want to see their kids out there so they can brag. They too need to like chill out a little bit and go, listen, you're not really factoring in all of the risks. Now, if I was a university president or if I was a conference uh, president or director, I would be turning to my legal team and having them comb through all of the potential pitfalls, and I wouldn't make it a moral argument. I wouldn't challenge uh, whether or not um, you know parents have a right to protest or students had a right to petition and say we want to play. I would simply say to my board of directors and to my trustees that we can't expose ourselves this way because according to our legal team, we could be taken to the woodshed if any of these students or anyone who's who's important in terms of getting these games, you know, done, uh, comes down with this virus and becomes ill or ends up with like depreciated lung capacity, heart ailment, or you know, worse worse things than that. So I yeah. I would not um, want kids to play to Keyshawn's point, but my rationale would be more towards the legal ramifications than the moral ones. 877-710-ESPN. Curious to get people's thoughts on that. The other thing we've been discussing, have the extra inning rules grown on you? Now, LZ, you no. say no. They have no. not. But why? Hell like, other no. than the morning show thing that you mentioned that now you can watch games. But, like, is there, a, like, a legitimate, like, baseball reason you don't like it? Yeah. It puts pitchers in very difficult positions. Unfair positions. You know, it's like, like, look what happened to Kenley. You know, it's like, I don't think that it's fair that your starters and some of your relievers all get to have nice, healthy, sort of clean, for the most part, innings. And then all of a sudden now the pitcher who comes in for like the 12th inning, whatever, has to have a guy already on second. (laughs) Like, I just don't think that's fair. It is a little exciting, though. I mean, it's it, it's a little exciting. It's a little exciting. I like to see the buildup, right? And part of the buildup is just trying to get on base. I understand trying to speed up the game, but I believe there are other things you can do, George, to speed up the game besides putting a man on second. For instance, 
put a shot clock on the on the amount of time that you can scratch yourself and spit in between pitches. Right. You know. Um, by the way, I, Greg is the runner uh, that uh, on second base. Is that an earned run? Does that count as an earned run? No, that is not an earned run, okay. especially for the pitcher. It just goes across. Okay. So it's like a team earned run. Yes. It okay. doesn't count against anybody's statistics. Okay. I don't, I don't care about that. Okay. I don't care about the stats. I just care about the, you're a competitor, and you want an opportunity to win. You know, like the stats, I get the stats, especially when it comes to contract time. You want to be able to say your ERA was this, that, and the other. I totally understand that. But just on a competitive level, you want to be in the best place to win. And having someone come in on second base doesn't put the pitcher in the best position just to win as a competitor. I mean, well, I think that's fair. There's so many times that relievers, especially, come in with runners on base all the time. Like, yeah, they inherit runners. Come in. yeah. yeah, they inherit runners all the time. So pitching with the guy on second is really kind of a part yeah, of the Yeah, but that guy earned that. That guy earned well, that spot well, on the base. He wasn't just given it. That's totally agree. I totally agree with that. Where you are, you are, you're just given this spot. But I do think it does speed up the game. And this is, and it, while it doesn't hurt against your your ERA or any of your statistics, except for wins and losses, possibly, if you're that great of a relief pitcher and you're pitching in the in the later innings, that's part of your job is holding that guy on second base and making sure that he doesn't get across. Yeah, and again, it just adds an extra layer of intrigue, right? And and what we always complain about baseball, and that's why I'm curious to hear how people feel about it now after all this time, is that we always hear that baseball's boring and it's just, you know, it's not exciting enough. Well, here's an extra layer of excitement, and it's worked out. Like for the Dodgers specifically, I mean, if you've seen it, yesterday's uh, game is the reason I brought this up because it's like, I was adamantly against it, LZ, from the beginning. And mm-hmm. now, over time, it's absolutely grown on me. And yesterday, I was watching that. I was like, man, this is fun to watch. It also adds an extra layer of strategy to the game. And baseball had lost that, certainly, in the analytics era. Yeah, it, it, it has. And listen, baseball's got to figure something out, right? I don't think this is the silver bullet. You know, I'm, I wouldn't be opposed to lowering the number of innings anyway. I think that is okay. But what I don't want to have happen is that games are decided because you're doing gimmies. And that's a gimme. You know, saying, you know, we're going to start this guy on second. That's a gimme. And then, you know, it's just, I'm not a purist, purist. I want bat flips. I want, you know, I want... I want excitement. I want fun. I want music. Like I'm not one of those get off my lawn kind of old guys. No, no, you're not. That's why I'm. That's why I'm wondering. I I was. I kind of surprised to be honest that this is the position that you've taken. But I just don't like the idea of the of just putting a guy on on second base because we want to end this game faster. Is there one of the rule changes that you have liked? What have I liked? Hmm. Do you like the one where the minimum batters for the um, no, for the I'm pitcher? Trying think. I'm trying to think. I'm trying. I tell you what. Do you I, like that rule? I tell you the what. The minimum I, batter rule. I actually the three batters. I actually find myself not liking a lot of things <laughs> about the changes. Okay. Maybe I am get off the lawn guy because I also do. Maybe you have become that. Am I old? I mean, you might be. You know, it sneaks up on you. It, it does. definitely sneaks up on you. I'm trying yeah. to think. What do, do I mean? Do you like all the rule changes? I don't like the designated have, hitter thing. Like, I, oh, I love the designated hitter. I was in on that from the beginning. Ah, uh, not me. That's so weird. I, uh, yeah, just I don't like the because des- I don't like the fact that it alleviates so much pressure from the manager. That's a key part of what a manager does, and they just yeah, take but that you away. You need some uniformity. You need some uniformity in the sport. Then have it all go back the other way. Why the designated hitter? Why not, you know, the other way? No, but nobody wants to see pitchers hit. They hit like, they, uh, I think if you look at the last several years, they average like a, a buck 50. Like nobody wants to see somebody in a sport where it's already tough enough to hit. Like, why do you want to add an extra person there who can't hit? You know why? Because everybody needs a Steven Adams on their team. No, you are just lamenting Steven Adams. No, he's awful. <laughs> so why would you want that? Because everyone needs one. Oh, come on. Good Lord. Yeah, I don't feel that. Eight, 40 eight, seconds seven, left. Seven, 40 seconds seven, left, George. Score is 101.99. Yeah, yeah, it is um, 101.99 Boston. 35 seconds left, as LZ pointed out. Boston's up 2-0. 
Uh, you know we what cannot time do play-by-play, right? play, LZ. You know what time it is. Uh, what time is it? It's time for the ref to mess the game up time. <laughs> they did plenty of that last night. Good <laughs> Lord. Yeah. I this mean, jeez. Is- um, yeah, so uh, Toronto's taking a timeout here. And, uh, well, Toronto has the ball, so they, they still can either tie it or take the lead here. It's crazy because that first game was a blowout, and the last two have been this. It's basically come down to the last possession. Uh, which is kind of what I expected the whole series. It just hasn't bounced Toronto's way. I just feel like as a basketball fan, I want a longer series between these two teams. So I'm I'm openly rooting for Toronto just for that. No, no, no. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, I don't want to sweep, that's for sure. I think these are two really talented teams with individual players that are worth seeing. Fred Van right. Vliet, by the way, has really morphed into just a really good basketball player. Like, he I'm has. Fan, He's going to get paid $30 million a year or whatever the hell. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's just it. Uh, let's go to the phones here real quick. Mark is in Pasadena. What's up, Mark? Yeah, hey, guys. Um, first time caller. I'm, I'm, I love your show. Um, I, I you. have Thank an you. opinion. Um, I'm actually a physician, and I take care of a lot of COVID patients. I think the scary thing about COVID is, is it's so different. It's some people bounce back in a day. Um, not in a day, like in a week. And some people three months out. I have 32-year-olds who feel like they're 55, and they're still recovering. So we don't really know what happens to these 18 and 19 years old. And I, I don't right. know, um, LZ, you had said that it gives them cover. I don't know that it does because um, they can always go back and say, well, yeah, the parents really wanted them to play, but you didn't tell us everything. You hid stuff from us. So I, I think legally it's still going to come back and bite them on the butt. It's kind of like concussions, you know. Um, you know, Junior Seau always wanted to go back in the game. And so no one ever right. questioned that, but it's decades later that they said, oh, well, we didn't know everything. You didn't tell us everything. So I still think there's so much unknown about this. And legally, I, I think it's, it's, it's a potential issue in, in the long run. Very good points. Yeah, Very thank you, Mark. Points. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, stay healthy, stay safe, and thank you for what you do um, in the medical community. We appreciate that. Um, yeah, man, it, there is a lot of unknowns, man. And it, it, it is pretty wild, LZ, how all of this stuff – uh, oh my God! I gotta explain what just happened here. Did you see that so, play? <laughs> so the game was tied at 101, Toronto and Boston. Okay, Ka- uh, Kemba Walker—I almost called him Kyrie Irving. Kemba Walker was dribbling, losing his dribble, dribbling around guys, and did a behind-the-back pass in between four different Toronto Raptors with a backdoor cut from Daniel Tice, their center, for a dunk, and it is now .5 seconds left on the clock. Uh, Toronto has taken a timeout, will advance the ball to half court, and Boston is half a second away from taking a three games to none lead. But good God, that play was just incredible to watch. Which is too bad because Fred Van Vliet, the person I just talked about, hit a right. hell of a reverse layup in order to and tie the score. Foul. Should have gotten, gotten a foul call on that, too. Yep. Yeah, should have gotten a foul call on that. Absolutely. Wow. Uh, all right. Clint Yates is going to join us on the other side. We'll ask him about uh, – we'll get into the college Pac-12 debate about them. If you're just hearing the news, the Pac-12 has got rapid testing. Uh, they've made a deal with a lab, and it looks like sports could be coming back sooner. We'll get into that discussion with him. We'll talk baseball with him as well and the Lakers and Rockets. So Clint Yates is going to join us in two minutes. Uh, but for, Or less than that, actually a minute.